You're listening to I Heard It on the 806, a podcast by John Bowers. After seeing such amazing success during their ministry time in Guatemala, John's team was invited to go to Nicaragua to minister to the soldiers in their national army. On the heels of seeing so many one for the Lord on their previous trip, it was easy for them to assume that they would receive the same kind of acceptance as they had in Guatemala. Here's John telling about the lessons he learned and the amazing things God did during their time in Nicaragua. After we had finished the March campaign in Guatemala under John Rivietta, John called me to his office and he says, John, I, I have a Nicaraguan general friend of mine. We're very close. I've told him all about what you've done here in Guatemala by going to our army bases, and he would like to meet you. So, John, would, would you mind taking the team to Nicaragua and performing for him the way you did for me? I'm sure you're going to have the, the same success that you had here. By the way, in Guatemala, we did go to all 32 bases, and 23,000 soldiers gave their hearts to Jesus. And so I'm assuming that we're going to go to Nicaragua, and we're going to see thousands of soldiers give their hearts to Jesus, even though the Nicaraguan army is not as large as the Guatemalan army. Upon our arrival in Nicaragua, General met with me, and immediately there was a different spirit. There was something missing. He confiscated our cameras. Uh, the army confiscated our cameras. We have a professional photographer that travels with us, confiscated his camera, opened up, in fact, the camera and exposed the, the film, which ruined what we had on it prior to even going to Nicaragua. Had us get ready that afternoon to put the drama on to about 300 soldiers. We put the drama on. You wouldn't believe it. First time we didn't have any response other than maybe 10 or 15 or 20 at the max, people that wanted to receive Jesus. Soon it was over, they filed out like, let's get out of here. This is not what we want. I said, God, what is it? He said, well, John, never assume. John, don't assume just because you were successful under the anointing of my spirit in one circumstance, you won't be successful in the same way in the second circumstance. Even though it's an army general like John Rivietta that you were successful, does not mean that the army general in Nicaragua is going to have the heart of John Rivietta. I says, okay, then we're going to pack up and go home. And he says, wait. So we're waiting in Managua. We went back to our Holiday Inn compound there and we got in and I we, we were scheduled to be there for five days ministering to the army. And so I thought to myself, well, we're here for five days. We just will take the drama and go on the street like we have done all over the, the world and put the drama on and we'll carry on without the army. Got a call that night and it was from a fellow by the name of Hamin Guerrera. And Hamin was the chief of police over the juvenile department of Nicaragua. He said, uh, Mr. Bowers, I, I was talking to the general in Nicaragua, and, and he told me about what you guys did in Guatemala and that I may need to talk with you. I said, well, that's fine. So he came to the, the hotel, and we met in a little coffee shop there, and Hamin says, listen, I know you, you've come here to minister to the army. I says, well, in all due respect, sir, I'm not going to minister anymore to the army. That's not what we were called to do. Oh, he said, praise God. 
I said, so I mean you're a Christian. I am absolutely a Christian. So that, does that mean you're free? Does that mean that, that you can work for me and, and not the general? I said, we sure can. What do you have going? He said, well, Mr. Bowers, we have a serious problem in Nicaragua. We have 45 gangs that have bandana colors signifying what gang they belong to. And he says, as being the, the head of the juvenile department of the police, I, I have a terrible reputation because when the gangs come in and they rob or steal or whatever they do to cause chaos, then I have to arrest, put them in prison. I cause enemies with the parents, the grandparents, aunts, uncles, nieces, brand, brothers and sisters. I'm not very popular. And he says, I'm losing control. And he says, I've had a vision. And the vision is if I could start soccer leagues where I would have premium soccer uniforms, soccer balls, knee pads, chin guards, everything that goes with a perfect uniform, then I could start crusading and tell all of the youth in Guatemala we're going to have soccer leagues, which is the number one sport in Nicaragua. So he said, if we could do that, we could have a crusade that would help out the whole nation by eliminating gangs because they'd have to give up their gang bandana to get a uniform. But it has to be a quality uniform. They have to see that they're quality leagues where there's championships, most valuable players from first grade through high school. He said, to start off with, I need 65,000 number one uniforms. Could you bring those to me? If you'll recall in, in the podcast 14, where John Rivetta asked me to bring Bibles, I said, yes, that was 32,000 Bibles, $32,000. But when you start talking about uniforms, 65,000 uniforms, that's a gigantic am amount of money when you talk about the cost of the shirt, the shorts, uh, the, the shin pads, the balls, the referee whistles, the referee uniforms. So I said, well, yes, I'm sure we can do that, but give me, give me at least a month to go home and pray and seek God because I don't want to make the same mistake I thought to myself I did it with Guatemala and the Bibles. I didn't ask God. So God, I'm asking you, how do I get the uniforms? I wasn't home a week, and we got a call from Los Angeles from a dentist in Los Angeles that said, hey, I'm fully aware of who you guys are. Um, I've got friends in Nicaragua. I got friends in Guatemala, and I heard about the campaign in Guatemala, and I understand that there's a possibility that you need uniforms, soccer uniforms for Hameen's vision he has for tournaments, soccer tournaments. I said, well, yes, I do, sir. He says, well, I'm going to give you a number, call it, use my name, refer to me, because this is the warehouse that prints basketball uniforms, soccer uniforms, baseball uniforms, swim uniforms, any track and field uniform, any uniform out there. They contract with Nike and all the other big companies, and they have a uh, a sewing machine. Uh, they have a factory of hundreds of sewing machines. They have the ink printers. They do it all. And it, many times it's, it's on 24-hour printing automatically. And if there's a little glitch where maybe one sleeve's a little bit shorter than the other, then it's a blemish and they have to simply give them away or sell them best they can to nonprofit. So this is a nonprofit organization that takes all of this factory's rejects and gives them away to guys like myself. 
So I called them and got a hold of the right people. And they said, well, you need to come to L.A. and we need to meet you because we need to know that it's truly nonprofit. So I went to L.A., met with the officials at the nonprofit warehouse, and they had stacks and pallets and pallets and pallets of different uniforms. I said, would you have, by chance, 65,000 soccer uniforms from first grade to high school? They said, yeah, that pallet right over there on the wall. Uh, that's complete with exactly what you want. And in that shin guards, we've got referee shirts. Everything's complete. Each pallet is complete with everything you want. I said, well, sir, what would it cost for me to buy that pallet? He says, $2,500. And I thought to myself, oh, my goodness. God, you did it again. You're doing it again. $2,500 for $65,000 worth of uniforms. If you had to go buy those uniforms and get a discount from Nike or Reebok or or whoever, you'd be at least spending $30 even with the discount. Well, you take $30 times 65,000. That's the kind of money that I was thinking of. And here God's saying, I'm going to give it for you, give it to you for 2,500. So I went to the shipping company that they advised me to go to, talk to a lady there who would be taking care of our shipping because she ships for this nonprofit warehouse. She said that for, for to go to Managua, Nicaragua, it would cost you $2,500. For $5,000, we sent 65,000 uniforms to Jaimin there in Managua, Nicaragua. After he had received it and after he had started distributing them, after all of a sudden, bandanas had to start coming off. He said, John, you've got to get here to see it. You won't believe it. So I flew in with the team and we witnessed gangbang people taking off their bandanas to get a new uniform, a beautiful uniform they were so proud of. The leagues were started. We actually went to watch a tournament. I mean, you thought we were rock stars, grandparents, parents, kids, all wanting to come over and tell us how thankful they, they were that we were able to present such a wonderful gift to Hameen. Hameen became kind of a hero. Folks, Hameen within a month contacted me and said, can you give me 65,000 more soccer uniforms? We sent 65,000 more. He did it the third time. The third shipment of 65,000 arrived. Can you imagine the amount of money that we sent on three different requests? And all of these uniforms were used up. It was bigger than they thought it was. They thought they could start in Managua and hope to spread outside a little bit. It went all over Nicaragua. It went all over Nicaragua, and it changed dramatically to the place where 49 gangs went down to five because of the soccer emphasis, the crusade that God used through soccer. After we had completed that campaign, I got a call uh, the night before I'm to leave to come back to the States. And it was the president of Nicaragua, Daniel Ortega. And his assistant on the phone said, "Uh, Mr. Bowers, President Ortega would like to meet with you. Would you come to his compound? So that night, eight of us went to his compound. And here we, we met with the president of the nation. And he shook our hands and thanked us profusely for doing what he did through Haymeen. And Haymeen was there in that meeting with the president. And Hameen said, you've got to listen to the story 
And he told the story how the gangs had been reduced from 49 to 5. And they believed that as they continued to watch the soccer become so famous and so popular, that even those five would come to the Lord. Great revival happened. A great move of God happened. And so here again, I want to just simply give all the glory to God because it wasn't me. I'm just a servant that went to perform for the military. And God says, don't assume. John, don't assume. Just because you were successful this day doesn't mean you'll be doing the same thing this day. God has a different recipe for every occasion. Make sure you don't try to duplicate the recipe and miss out on the power of God. You've been listening to the I Heard It on the 806 podcast with John Bowers. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you listen. To learn more about John Bowers, this podcast, and to find out how you can get a copy of his new book, I Heard It on the 806, go to IHeardItOnThe806.com. This has been an Avenue 153 production.